Welcome to the FUMS Now podcast show, where you'll gain information, inspiration, and motivation for living your best life with multiple sclerosis. Find us online at FUMSnow.com. I'm your host, Kathy Reagan Young. Today, we're flipping the script a bit. We're wrapping up the international series where I interviewed people from five different countries about their MS diagnosis and treatments and their country's healthcare systems. If you haven't listened to the series, I suggest you do so. These people are great, and there's so much to be learned from them. In this episode, my friend and podcast editor and the first interviewee in the series, Steve Woodward, is interviewing me about what I learned in doing the series. And I learned a lot. Most importantly, we're all the same. No matter where we live, we have a lot more in common than not. We're all human, and we all go through the same or similar difficulties. And as different as MS is for each one of us, there's enough commonality to call it a shared experience. Hearing people with the same disease that I have describe a healthcare system that doesn't require the level of stress that we know here in the U.S. has actually given me hope. Knowing that other countries have been successful in providing health care for their citizens and they see it as a right, not a privilege, tells me that there are templates out there for us to follow, if only we will. I have hope that things can change sooner rather than later because we have an election coming up where we get to direct the conversation and we get to tell those people who want our vote what's most important to us. And if they truly want to be elected, they better listen. All the polls across all partisan divide reflect healthcare as the number one issue for the people in this country. Now it's up to us to hold their feet to the fire. Call your representative, write to them, shout them out on social media, work on a campaign, share this international series. We can all do something to move this issue forward. Along those lines, I've requested interviews with all 19 presidential candidates. Well, 19 as of this recording. Who knows? More might pop up. If I get any takers, I'll certainly post those interviews right here. I just want to ask about their ideas to fix our broken healthcare system. I think sharing ideas on how to fix the system and the experiences of those who are most affected by those decisions is exactly what's needed. I'll encourage each of those candidates to listen to this series as well so they can hear what I heard. People with a chronic disease in other countries, unencumbered by the yoke of stress and debt that characterizes our current healthcare system here in the U.S. Thanks again to Steve for doing the interview. Let's have a listen. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. Cool. Thanks a lot for agreeing to this. Oh, my. Thank you. I thought it would be a good idea to kind of catch up about the international series because I think it, there's been a lot to take in. Yeah. And, um, and I think, you know, it would be quite helpful to, to people to kind of put, try and wrap it up. And, you know, maybe we could do some more of these in the future. I don't I, know. I love it. I Thank you so much for coming up with this idea and, and agreeing to interview me because I love this idea. And I'm confident that you're going to pull more out of me than I would if I were just talking into my mic <laughs> so i think this what, what, is brilliant what a delicious image that is <laughs> um i mean my first question is i mean did you have anything that you really wanted to achieve with these this, these kind of series of interviews yeah well it would probably help to back up to mm. sort of the in- inception of the idea um sure. and that was i was speaking to someone 
internationally. I don't remember where they were from, but they were asking about, they were fairly newly diagnosed and they were asking about different drug therapies. And I remember mentioning to them Ocrevus and Mm -hmm. they had never heard of it. And I assumed that was because they were so newly diagnosed that they weren't really aware of all the different options. But the further along we got in this conversation, we realized, (laughs) no, that wasn't available in their country. And I'm confident that this dawned on most people a very long time ago, but not me. That had not occurred to me that everything wasn't available everywhere. So there was this little light bulb moment where I thought, wow, I don't, I really didn't understand that. And I wonder if they have things available to them that we don't and vice versa. And, and just kind of continuing on that thought train was, how did they get diagnosed? Do they have the same criteria to diagnose an MS, you know, MS in their country? And then, oh, I wonder how treatment happens. And then that just blossomed into what is their healthcare system like? Yeah. <laughs> what is it like from the moment that you hear you have MS, mm-hmm. you know, to actually living with it? So that was the idea um, behind it. And then it really kind of kicked into gear when I did a quick search on prevalence um, mm-hmm. in countries in with MS. And when I found that like the two countries with the highest prevalence were uh, San Marino in Italy, which P.S. I had to look that up. Didn't know where that was. And um, in Canada, I know where that is. Um, and I started trying to seek out people. I just put feelers out. You know, I just went to first started, I think, with Facebook support groups, MS support groups international, and, you know, put feelers out and said, this is what I'm thinking about doing, and these are the countries I'm seeking out first, and what do you think? And there was a, you know, big thud. I didn't hear a lot back. It was it was tough getting people to agree to this, which surprised me, um, but I never did find anybody from San Marino, and I ended up even talking to someone in the government in Italy's government to try and get some help, but I never found anybody there. But, um, but I was thrilled with the folks that did volunteer to help with this. I thought everybody was great and I learned a ton. That surprises me because people with MS really aren't that shy yeah. about coming forward. Um, right. In my experience, it's kind of like if you sit and, you know, conversations tend to start mm-hmm. about, you know, bladder urgency and you know employment and Mm -hmm. fatigue and all this kind of stuff so it surprised me that you had such trouble getting people to sign up well i don't know if it if the word podcast was (laughs) intimidating i don't Mm -hmm. know what it was but yeah it took a while it took a while but i got some gems for sure cool including Um, the first one but um, well, uh, and who <laughs> was you? that? That guy um, stumbling through crazy guys. These questions. Steve Woodward from England. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. very repetitive. Kept making loads of weird noises. No, and no, saying no. kind of like and sort of and <laughs> yeah, all those little placeholder bits. Yeah, yeah. Well, my world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I, I just want to say honestly, I I thanked you for it. I think on social media also, but I want to. I want to go on record here on the podcast thanking you for doing that as well. You were my very first, um, and you're from England, and it, and you know so much about the healthcare system over there. It was wonderful. I, you sort of led me down the path of the questions that I should ask. I mean, the more we talked, sort of more questions came mm-hmm. to mind, um, and 
thankfully, I started with you and I learned so much through you that that really informed my questions for all the others. So thank you. That's very sweet. Thank you. Sure. Um, I mean, based on our past conversations about, you know, not wanting to be kind of lay things down on the line so early in the conversation, but based on the chats we've had, uh, assuming that you expected the U.S. system to kind of come up a little bit short in comparison. Mm-hmm. That's the most political way I can put it. <laughs> that was um, good. Thanks. Uh, were there any aspects where the American system was better than the, the people that you were talking to? Yeah. Uh, no, not one thing. Uh. <laughs> better. Not one thing. Everything was worse and a lot worse. A lot worse. I mean, I. it's interesting. I think <clears throat> my hope for this series, I have a lot of different goals for this mm. series. <clears throat> Excuse me. But one of them is that in learning um, about healthcare systems in other countries through people that we are so closely connected with. So somebody else in another country has the same disease you have. How is that treated? How's the disease treated and how are they treated? I'm hopeful that that really cements the idea of how important fixing our broken healthcare system is here. Because I think hearing it, hearing it on the news that, um, you know, and it's often cased in these I don't know, these words that kind of are misleading about. Mm-hmm. I'm using air quotes, socialized medicine, because that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. But that is sort of a trigger in the U.S. Not sure why. Um, But, you know, I think people shut it down, number one, because they're triggered by that word. Or we hear things that are, I don't know, having gone through this series now, I recognize as more misleading. So and, Mm. and more of an umbrella terms like, you know, the socialized medicine is great because it's always there for you and maybe you don't have to pay for an MRI, for instance, but you're paying a lot more in taxes and you won't be able to get in to see your doctor for several months, maybe a year. And so that's sort of our very limited understanding if you don't go beyond that. And I don't know that I really would have gone beyond that if I weren't talking to someone that has the same issues that I do. So it just yeah. made it, it brought it home to mm. hear from the moment you hear those words, what does your life look like? Cause yeah. I know what happened to me and gee, that's awfully different <laughs> from yeah. what I experienced. I mean, I was, I was fascinated by, um, Oh gosh, I can't remember. I should really have looked at the guy's name, the, the, the gentleman from Ireland. And because that's literally five minutes away. Right. Really, made from sort of like England, where I am. And right. the differences were quite pronounced. I thought and, so too. I wasn't yeah. comfortable really when, you know, he popped in. I was, what a great guy. I was really interested in talking to him, but I thought, gosh, that's so close. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be merit in interviewing someone so close? But oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that makes me think it, your experience with the US healthcare system, mm-hmm. is it, is it, I mean, I spoke in my in, in our chat about the fact that in in England there is a kind of postcode slash zip code lottery, mm-hmm. um, where sort of the amount of care that is available it, it can be affected by where you live. Is that an issue that is in the states? Well, 
I probably should have prefaced everything with, I'm not an expert in this. <laughs> I've only lived it. Um, yeah, yeah. But, well, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty yeah. good qualification. Well, but I've only lived, you know, my piece of it. So mm-hmm. you make a great point. There may be people out there that would be, you know, very happy with um, their health care. But I can tell you, not only have I not been, but no mm-hmm. one I know has been. Yeah, yeah. And um, as you know, I'm very involved in the world of MS. I mean, I am online all day, every day, and I have yet to have any MSers say, you know, this rocks. This has been great. (laughs) No problem. Um, And, you know, it's something I thought of this morning before jumping on this call with you. I don't think that you and I discussed the fact that, um, and maybe you just knew this, but that our healthcare is tied to our employer. So a lot of people stay with jobs like shitty jobs with shitty bosses that sexually harass them or are mean to them or whatever. Yeah. Because that's where you and your family gain your health care from. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, in that way too, it's, um, it's going to be different for everyone. I mean, maybe mm. you have a great job and you appreciate it. And, you know, your bennies are not, your benefits are, are, are different with, potentially every employer you go to. So I think a lot of people, when they're being interviewed for their job, they are interviewing their employer and saying, like, what kind of benefits do you offer? Yeah. I mean, when we first met in in Philly last year, at the Health Union Conference, Mm -hmm. I was talking to people and they, not only did they not kind of understand the way our, our healthcare system worked, uh, but they'd also got quite a lot of preconceived ideas through the American media about yes. the way that it works and or the way that it doesn't work. Exactly. And uh, but in, by the same token, I was talking to people and they were kind of going, oh, every month I need to decide whether I'm going to feed my kids or I'm going to get my medication. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. I had no idea what. Mind-blowing, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's crazy. That's who that, you know, those are the folks I hear from. So, like I said, I'd like to preface this with saying I have not spoken to every single MSer in the U.S., so maybe there are some people that are really happy with their stuff, but I have not, I've not heard that from anyone. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was the, what was the most surprising thing that you learned through these interviews? Yeah, well, and it wasn't anything that was um, sort of spoken, it was this undercurrent that I couldn't initially figure out what it was, but I kept... In everyone's sort of voices, I heard something that was a thread of unity that I could not put my finger on what it was, and I sort of had this epiphany, and I didn't see this one coming, because how could I? You know, from cradle to grave, this is this is all we know. This is all, this certainly this generation has known. Um, but what I heard from the other folks in c- other countries um, was this lack of uh, stress. And I don't mean that their lives are not stressful and that MS does not stress them out, but there is this component of stress that is removed from their lives. I mean, it's how much stress we deal with in terms of, and it's underlying, it's insidious. We don't even recognize it. But like I just said, maybe you're staying with the job you hate. Um, people marry people they don't love to get health care. Yeah, benefits yeah. um 
and you know, I have good healthcare benefits now, but it it's still I have to question how much is this going to cost. I just had a situation where my neurologist ordered some stat MRIs. So that stat meaning get right in there. Well, yeah, yeah. I was not comfortable getting right in there until I knew how much that was going to cost and where I was in terms of my deductible because I can't just, you know, take that risk that I'm going to get these cuz I've done that. I've gotten the big, you know, multi-thousand dollar bills. And um when I was talking to everyone from these other countries where that component of stress was removed, it was, it, I don't know, it was illuminating. I thought, how amazing would that mm. feel? And that money that we're currently putting toward, you know, healthcare, mm. I'm good with putting that towards taxes, thank you very much, so we yeah. can all enjoy this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the other, the other sort of back end of that um, is the burden that I think is something too that we don't really talk about, but I think probably across most uh, chronic conditions, I can certainly speak to MS, the burden that I feel um, for the cost that is being incurred by my family because of my disease. I mean, I've actually had to say to my kids, no, we can't because I have to have an MRI this month or whatever it is. Um, there is an inherent burden that I think most people feel, uh, yeah, yeah. right or wrong, because we, you know, no, honey, you can't quit that job because I have to have insurance because I'm sick. Yeah. It, it, it's something, again, I don't think that we recognize, but it is very real. And in sort of um, thinking about how the how you all must feel in these different countries mm. who have these different healthcare setups. I thought the freedom of not worrying about that and the freedom of not feeling like I am such a burden to my family, I think would hopefully help somehow with the disease as well. I mean, mm. stress is the very worst thing you can have. So those two things really like surprised me because I didn't I didn't know the extent to which um, it was impacting on you. Well, that or or yeah. what all? Until you conceived of a of a world where you didn't have to have that burden. Or, exactly, and yeah, I didn't yeah. know what was available. What all you know, you all enjoyed. Um, I I didn't know all of the benefits that were available to you, and particularly in Denmark, where I think I would like to go. <laughs> 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 um, you know, where they pay people to go to school and, you know, I mean, I just didn't know. And I think it's really interesting that I didn't know that. Um, mm. If I didn't know, I know a lot of people didn't know. So it made yeah. me feel even better about doing this series. Yeah. For sure. Cool. I mean, I mean, that was, that was quite interesting to hear you talking about not wanting to be a burden on your family because I think that's something that people with chronic illnesses have generally you right. know, I, I have those thoughts and I have these conversations with my wife and my family mm -hmm. and, but, but yeah. Well, so, I mean, what I'm saying is it, it's kind of still there, but that's right. a whole nother level where you're thinking, yeah, you need to go to work and you need to kind of stay in work. And I know you hate it because yeah. you're sick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Eesh. Yeah. Are there, <laughs> Were there any countries that you really wanted to hear from? 
Well, certainly San Marino. Oh, yeah. yeah, I certainly did. Um, you know, I found this so interesting. I would have loved to have spoken to every country. Mm. <laughs> it was really so illuminating. And um, while I was certainly sort of pointing out the differences um, of our healthcare systems and uh, diagnosis and treatments available, mm-hmm. um, what I found was how very similar we are yeah. as people, you know, and as and our feelings about this and how we feel about being ill and our our worries and all of that. So it was um, it was fascinating. I'm so yeah. grateful I got to do it. I mean, would you carry on with it if if, if somebody say if you somebody hears this and goes, I'm in San Marino, I want to talk about you know yeah. what we've got. Absolutely, absolutely, cool. yeah. Anybody listening that wants to talk, so hit me up. The, as you would say, it'll be in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes. That's right. <laughs> cool. Um, right. Okay. And I, I think you've kind of this is unfortunately this is kind of the last question I've got, um, and I think you've already covered it. But imagine money is no object. Where are you planning to move to? And I think you've kind of said where you want to move to. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll, <laughs> I will give a caveat to that, though. So Denmark, for sure, of the mm. five countries that I interviewed because yeah. of their phenomenal, um, you know, seeming seemingly to have this commitment to happiness and taking care mm-hmm. of their people. You know, yeah. like, ah, like, shouldn't we all be... <laughs> Doesn't that make sense? Isn't that what yeah, we should yeah. all be doing? So anyway, for that, though, all those reasons. But I would like to import some warmer weather. Yeah. So it's, maybe it's, I could be there half of the time and then, I don't know, some Caribbean island. Or, or, with, or with Colin, Australia. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, you, know, you, know, don't, you don't forget your old mate, Steve, in England. Just yeah. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd pop over. Tally ho! I'd pop yeah. over there too for Tally-ho. a spot of a spot of tea. Oh please, <laughs> please don't do the accents again. Oh, come on, <laughs> it's good. I'm practicing, and I don't know if you noticed, but those that I could roll out an accent for, I did, and nobody appreciated it, which I don't get. I don't understand <laughs> it. I think I'm pretty damn good at those. The the Irish one was pretty rough. What? That's the one that I practice the most because I say it every St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, but there, there was just a, there was a there was a, a slight sound that came from the interviewee. It was kind of like oh, I know, I know. He did groan. I think it wasn't good. Yeah. I know it's, be- it's beautiful. But, he, but the tally how is the first time you've tried to do me. It really, <laughs> I mean, we're we're saying that all the time in yeah. in the city derby. It's like it's all tally ho. Can we have some tea? Uh, now, isn't it a spot of tea? It's just, no. And you know what? I just you know what it is. Can I just say it's a cup of tea? It's a cup. A cup, cup, cup of, of tea. tea. All right. Tea. I just have to point out that as I'm I'm holding my mic as we're talking about this, and I just noticed that I have my pinkies. You got your finger extended. out. Yes, I have my pinkies extended as I'm saying this. Man. Preconceived notions. You guys. What can I say? And and in my own defense, I'd like to say that I think if I had ha- actually had some Jameson whiskey before I attempted the Ir- Irish accent, it would have been better. Yeah. Well, the, that's probably true. Probably true. Maybe across the board, all my accents. <laughs> a little bit of you, Jameson. <laughs> and it's a slight lubrication. Yeah. That's right. Cool. I, th- I think that's all I wanted to ask you, but I've really enjoyed working on this series. I think it is 
been fascinating to be kind of on the outside of these conversations and and as i say the the commonalities and the differences uh, between nations which are you know geographically a, 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 a tiny little jump away right um I th- but um uh, okay. i would it would be great if we got some other people to pop up and say yeah. let me tell my story right let me cool. know, peeps. I'm down with that idea. So let me just ask you, though. I, I know mm. that you said that you learned a lot um, in mm. talking to Americans. Or um, Were you surprised by, other than Ireland being so close, were you surprised by um, any of the other folks you heard on the series? Um, what was it? I mean, the, Denmark does sound like some kind of, Maybe. like, this is like, Frosty paradise, um, <laughs> utopia. I know. You know, it's like, yeah, it's cold, but man, the, the right. education's free, I, and right. I, and you get paid to go yeah. to school. Um, and I, you know, I know you're getting taxed up the wazoo, but yeah, it's but you know, what else are you going to do? Right. Uh, I don't, I don't mind paying tax. I, you know, I wish, in in some ways, I wish I could pay more tax in this country because the NHS is is brilliant. But as I said in my my chat. Is woefully underfunded, mm-hmm. and you right. know there's there's some fairly terrifying talk about y- your man um, <laughs> wanting to get his paws uh, on the N- on parts of the NHS as part of a trading group, a trade agreement, mm-hmm. and you know that's just terrifying because then it turns into the monetization of sickness. Right, and oh, that's just, something we're familiar with over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, it, but to me, it's like what, what, what now? It's, right. It's, yeah. It, it just doesn't me, make any sense to penalize somebody for being ill. Right. Amen to that. And let me just mm. offer a general apology. <laughs> I feel Seriously. like should, I'm an apologist now for Trump. Well, look, in oh. a couple of weeks, we're probably going to be sending Boris Johnson over to you. So, <laughs> listen, you know, let's, you keep let's, your trouble, we'll keep ours, okay? God, I, w- I wish. <laughs> Everybody's got problems. Let's all go mm. to Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much, Steve. Really appreciate it. Talk to you later. All right. F-U-M-S. Thanks, everybody. I really appreciate you listening to the F-U-M-S podcast show. Be sure to subscribe to it so you won't miss an episode. You can do that right on the website at F-U-M-S-Now.com. While you're there, sign up for the free email list so you'll be among the first to know of any new findings in MS research, new therapies and products, as well as any blog posts, and podcast episodes I release. Want to chat with others in the FUMS community? Join us on Facebook at FUMS Now. Thanks again, and don't forget to talk to the stupid disease as it deserves. Tell it FUMS every day.